Hi, I'm at, uh, it's Mark and I'm at Foley Grove today and I'm fortunately to get hold of uh, Rupert Lawrence, the head of Amica 24. Um, we can have a little chat about uh, his role and the excitement of the work that he's delivering and we're all delivering at Amica 24. Hi Rupert. Hi Mark, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So, please introduce yourself and explain what, what the exciting news there is at Amica 24. Um, well, I'm Rupert Lawrence, I'm the head of Amica 24, as, as you said, um, and I uh, head up the organisation, uh, lead on uh, strategy and uh, uh, our uh, various services that we operate, um, and it's a really interesting role, um, you know, it's very re rewarding, we're looking after uh, lots of vulnerable people, um, uh, trying to remain independent and, and healthy living in their own homes and things, so um, it's, it's a really interesting uh, role, and, and over the last 12 months in particular with, with the pandemic, um, it's been a really challenging time, but also one that has really shown the opportunities um, around technology-enabled care. That's it. I mean, I've spoken to um, other operators as well, and obviously I've been in the centre as well, and I've seen um, the amount of calls increase through anxiety. Um, and the extra mile that the team go has been incredible. Um, you must be very proud that the team have, have really pulled together and um, really gone that extra mile again for uh, help their service users. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. You know, I, I can't praise them enough. They've been um, absolutely superb during the pandemic when they've been dealing with the, the stress of living through the pandemic themselves. Um, but they've, you know, really, really selflessly worked incredibly hard. And um, and you're right, um, people have been uh, anxious. Uh, our, our service users have been, um, you know, experiencing higher levels of anxiety and things. And, and we've seen um, call levels increase to our service and things. But that's um, that's just an indicator of, of how uh, powerful um, assistive technology uh, can be and, and how it's a real lifeline for people um, you know during these these really challenging times uh, in particular when you're living with uh, a long-term condition or a disability and things those, those anxiety levels are really increased and, and we saw uh, the, the service that we provide really come into its own but absolutely crucial to that are the people that are um, handling the calls within the, within the contact centre and, and they've done an amazing job um, and we've looked after them um, to be able to do that as well. And to, to see over the last few years that we've, with the increase of the range of technologies that we're now delivering um, is, is, is quite staggering. It, it's it's yeah. the new product coming to the market nearly every week or every month as we, we look at. Um, it is a very exciting time to be in this um, industry and one that's really paying dividends really now um, as we, a good thing if we can say that coming out of Covid, um, is the fact there's more acceptance to these technologies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the range of, uh, of devices that, that we provide is, is, um, is ever-growing um, and, um, and that's really exciting um, because you're able to help people with a different range of, of conditions and things. And um, what, you've, uh, what we particularly saw during the, the pandemic was the, the benefit of having an embedded approach to uh, the use of assistive technology. And we've got that in Worcestershire, which is, uh, you know, has been a, a real advantage. Um, you know, every single uh, 
case that uh, comes into adult social care in Worcestershire is assessed for assistive technology. Um, uh, we Im introduced that from the end of, of 2018 um, and, and that service has really, really grown and, and been a, a, a hugely beneficial uh, to the local community and that, that just really came into its own during the pandemic and um, you're, you're right to, to reference the, um, the, the acceptance of, of uh, technology. I think everybody has um, experienced that, that during the pandemic. People have been uh, really reliant on their smartphone or really reliant right. on their tablet device and things and, and, um, and people are, are seeing the benefits of, of being connected um, and, and that's um, uh, really been borne out by our service. Um, you know, some really uh, vulnerable people living out in, in the community that have been very isolated, uh, uh, relatives being really worried about those people as well, which is uh, a key uh, factor in this, and using technology to connect people and keep people safe. As and I believe um, through with the, with the isolation situation um, through COVID, which you just mentioned, is that we're running a pilot using a tablet device to support those that have been feeling and suffering anxiety and isolation? Yeah, absolutely. We've um, uh, we've run a really interesting pilot, um, started off in the wire forest and has since spread to the, the rest of Worcestershire, um, where we've been using um, a, a, a tablet device to digitally connect people. Um, so um, this specialist device that, that we've used, it's not just an ordinary uh, tablet, um, helps people to video call and things as you, you would expect, um, but it also helps with uh, reminders um, and messaging uh, for, for people um, so it's been really really useful for um, enabling people to connect with, with people even if they uh, live on the other side of the world you know we had one uh, user who was particularly isolated and she was able to speak with a family in uh, Canada um, who she hadn't spoken to for a long time um, and these people that haven't uh, previously used a digital device you know they're not a smartphone user and things um, but because we've got uh, the links with uh, local stakeholder organizations that are really working hard to uh, combat loneliness we've been able to help with with a device that not only connects them but also looks after them as well and I think it's um, also notable that um you can see the impact it has for the carer as well so often it's a family member and it, that person may be living with dementia or, or another situation but it also provides a lot of reassurance for that um that care of as well. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and we've seen that uh, again through the pandemic. The you know people being very very anxious about um, their their older and vulnerable uh, relatives, neighbours, things like that. Um, um, and one of the key things with some of the devices that we use is is about that reassurance for uh, family and carers because they've been really uh, you know greatly impacted upon. Um, and and when you're looking after someone um, you know or, uh, who, who's got a, a a series of, of medical conditions and things um, it's always a worry anyway um, and, and how that person is looked after uh, within within the home environment and, and outside as well is um, it's really important and to be able to provide that reassurance to, to the family and carers is, is, is crucial to what we do.
So, what's next with Amica 24? What what are the big things on the horizon? Well, we're we're all always uh, going into new things, Mark, as, as you know, um, and um, it's uh, a really interesting time, not just for Amica 24, but the, the wider uh, approach to assistive technology across the UK. And um, you know, I think that um, what we're expecting to, to see going forwards is more of a uh, entrance into the, the kind of health. Um, sphere uh, of things. I think that um, what we've seen during the pandemic has, has been that um, service models have, have needed to change. The way that we deliver health and care needs needs to change. Um, you've seen GPs using um, uh, video appointments and, and things, and, and lots of things switching to online, um, which I think is a you know a, a big step forward. Um, but I think uh, that needs to be progressed further. I think um, you know we're engaging a lot um, uh, with Department of Health and Social Care and HSX as, as, as an industry um, uh, about how we can actually um, influence the, the provision of healthcare services going forwards. And um, you know, I work with the, the Tech Services Association as well, and director for England on, on the board there, and it's a really interesting kind of national picture um, about how um, system technology can be used to look after people. And we've, we've seen some really good developments um, uh, in different areas of the country. Um, so you know, around things like telehealth. Where yeah. you're monitoring uh, people's vital signs and things when they're they're out, um, at home. Um, you know, we've we've done some telehealth uh, work before and um, uh, around COPD, and um, it's really really interesting. But it's very kind of piecemeal. When I think that what we actually need is a, a national approach to this type of service. Um, you know, we're seeing the pressure on the hospitals uh, through the pandemic, which was you know absolutely you know so so. Um, uh, su such a large impact on them and we're still feeling that now you know record uh, uh, numbers on waiting lists and things like that yeah and so you know I, I think what we'll see is um, a kind of more of an entry into um, uh, health-based services and, and I think that that's going to be a major advantage for people and, and help to keep people healthy and independent. So do you see that healthcare um are going to be more on board with this now? Do they see the need? Do you, do you believe that there is now that point where um, it will support GPs in keeping obviously their patient levels down and managing the numbers, um, discharge? Um, do you feel that, that that's the next step? Are we going to, you know, is that going to be sort of where um, telecare goes in that sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think they're. It's been a situation where the, um, uh, people involved in healthcare provision haven't wanted to do, to do that. I think that um, you know, the, the pandemic has maybe just speeded up uh, mm. things and, and, um, and presented some, some opportunities with some really good use cases. You know, I think that what we've learned is technology is essential. Um, te technology is a great connector. Um, and we need to harness the power of, of, of that technology and that, that connectivity because um, we can look after people um, remotely and um, you know surely it's it's better for, for someone to be able to um, live within their own home and and, uh, and not have to be in a facility or um, not have to attend uh, appointments all the time uh, that may be difficult to get 
get to and, and put them at risk of, of infection as well. You know, that's been proven during the pandemic. Yeah. But, you know, we live um, with uh, uh, viruses all the time with, you know, the common cold and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, flu, when we have flu season usually, you know. So we've got different ways of doing things now. Um, and we need to continue with that. And I think that we should see that, um, you know, start to increase in, in popularity, but become more mainstream. And I think that's what, what we need to do. And do you think, I think this is uh, something I think is, again, um, sort of coming to uh, more attention that actually this sort of technology could actually be more used in a preventative way than um, just as probably at the moment, it's, it's a case of, waiting for the situation to happen or a circumstance and then look at something but whereas it could be applied as being sort of preventative yeah absolutely and i think that uh, organizations and uh, and people generally need to need to adopt that approach more i think that um, we quite often use um, technology when the the need gets really acute when actually um uh, it's been shown that if you're introducing technology earlier um, you can help people to cope better with uh, with their overall health and, and specific conditions they may have and um, you know I think it takes organizations particularly to get on board with that you know we're fortunate being part of the community housing group um, uh, we, we've got uh, properties with um, older and vulnerable people living in them um, and uh, there's, there's a real view to use technology to improve lives and um, you know that's what we're all about at Amica 24 as you know um, you know it's about improving lives but um, you know within a housing setting for example let's um, let's use technology to improve the lives of, of our tenants and things within technology but yeah. put out into the wider community absolutely yeah so going forward this this sort of thing could be an everyday acceptance um, going forward, I, I, th I think so, Mark, and um, you know, hopefully so, because I, I see the real benefits. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty heartbreaking stories uh, yeah. during the pandemic where people have been very isolated, um, and um, we've been able to really help. Um, you know, we've been able to connect people and improve their overall well-being. Um, but you know, really, really simple things like when people were struggling to access um, food deliveries at the, at the start yeah. of the pandemic. You know, um, and we had some really kind of upsetting situations where where people were really struggling but because this technology was in place we were able to help and uh, you know big credit to, to my team you know getting out there and um, installing technologies in people's homes still uh, doing that throughout the pandemic but obviously with the contact center as well with the, with the team working there um, you know absolutely superb that they were there you know and, and ready to help and that's a, a big credit to them and, um, and something I'm really proud of. Well thank you Rupert it's been great to catch up and it's uh, exciting times and uh, long it carry on. Yeah, great. Thanks, Mark. Um, yeah, really appreciate the uh, the chance to uh, highlight what my team have been doing over the last 12 months or so. Yeah, they've been doing a great job. Thanks a lot then, Rupert. Cheers. Thanks. Amica 24.